Sweet. So I'll just go through this as a start point. Obviously, this is a part of the becoming CEO of your career process and how we get there is by using the success framework. The reason why that matters and, and why I care about it is because I help businesses, entrepreneurs and driven individuals find out who they are, what they're here to do and how to get there. And that's ultimately the purpose of everything I'm going to lead you through over the next sets of sessions and periods. It's, it's you know, why are you here? What are you here to do? And how do you get there? So that's sort of, that's my purpose. That's why I'm doing this stuff. Um, the goal is really find fulfillment in the work you do, understand who you are, what you're here to do, transition from your current role into something new. So it could be as practical as a career-driven thing or what is your career. Discover your passion and goals. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people talk about finding your purpose and it's not, it's not just find your purpose, it's each core element that makes it possible to live it. And even when something is shit, enjoy the, the crappy stuff as well because you can see your purpose in your day. Um, or it could be as simple as improving in your current role. So you might be doing something that you love, but you want to get something more out of it. And so I can pretty well make sure throughout this whole process, you'll get some or all of these. Um, I'll introduce you to a whole range of things uh, that will get you there. So I'll introduce you to strategic tools. I'll introduce you to analytical tools, um, reflective and creative processes. Uh, we'll share a bunch of activities along the way that you can use and uh, obviously get you there to the end of becoming CEO of your career. Like any 2021 person, there are always tools that can make things easier, but the main thing that you'll need is paper. And if you have paper, you'll pretty well be fine, uh, but there's obviously other things I can show you down the track. To get there, activities, reflection and action, they're pretty much the main three things. And if we do those, we should be able to, to get the outcome. Both of you, I think, I've shown this framework to. Comparing self-analysis to facilitated analysis is you get out of your brain a bit, uh, a bit when you have it facilitated. So for some of the stuff we do today, we'll speed through and smash through, uh, making sure we get the outcome. And the difference that will make a difference is doing that facilitated analysis as opposed to self-analysis. Sort of medium-term goal is to get all the way across to habits because if we can get to habits, that means they're in habits based off intention. And so having in habits based off the intention is where you get the real bang for buck. Uh, currently, where I mean, I still include myself in this, we live off habits that are learned as opposed to habits that are created. Um, and so that's really my sort of medium term goal to get you both to really specific habits that if you just nail habits, you get everything else that you've uh, worked on. And the start point is analysis, values, purpose, vision, legacy. That's what we'll work through over the next few sessions. I anticipate we'll get through values and purpose today. In just a moment, I'm going to get you through the process of identifying your core values. So I guess that's sort of the overview of the success framework, becoming CEO of your career, and, and what we're going to focus on in this session. Uh, likely just values, possibly values and purpose, because there's about six or seven different activities that we'll smash through. Happy with, happy with that stuff? And I'm guessing down to just crack on. Is that a fair statement? The reason why values matter 
is because they're ultimately what drives us. Uh, they're who you are at your core. It's about identifying what's most important to you and importantly, finding out what would cause you to quit or leave a career. Um, and so that's sort of the end outcome will be. You'll know core values, added to them, changed them, shifted your order, uh, filled in any gaps that you might have uh, or find out what would cause you to change or leave. And so they're your threshold values, which are a key to understanding. Morris Massey, the sociologist, identified that uh, there were three main stages of us creating our personality. So the imprint period, ages zero to seven, that's where you basically, you don't have any barrier. You just accept everything that comes in and you accept it as fact. From eight to 13 is the modeling period. So this is where you're modeling people around you excuse me, um, and deciding how to act and behave. And then socialising is where you're socialising with other people around you uh, and learning how social interaction works, learning how to connect with people, connect with groups. Um, there is another element which is like past 21 where you're learning how to business, learning how to be an entrepreneur, learning how to, to adult in the workforce. Um, but that doesn't, that isn't backed up by the same uh, work of sociologists. What matters in this is this concept of the imprint period, because that's where you get your core values from is in zero to seven. Uh, and so that means like your core values for living uh, then throughout zero to 21 and onwards, the things that relate to work and adulting and social norms start to form after that. There was also the Dunedin study, which uh, had uh, two psychologists followed a thousand New Zealanders since 1972. Now the research, the story, it's all really good. They've got a lot of info you can go consume. The key thing that's for noting in the Dunedin study is from zero to four, we lock in uh, one of five core personality traits or types, well-adjusted, confident, reserved, under controlled or inhibited basically oversimplifying a complex matter. The first three related to good, solid functioning people within society. The last two normally related to people that had issues with uh, learning, with life, with uh, issues with the law, it's that sort of thing. These personality traits don't matter so much other than to say between zero to seven or zero to four, the core of who we are is pretty well formed the things that shape our reality. And so what's important for us today is we get to those deep core values. So that way you get the outcome of actually having your values as opposed to, I think something we've all seen in our careers, the APS code of conduct is a good example. Any businesses values that are on their website, my opinion, opinion not a fact, is those are just aspirational. They are not core values. And so you can have aspirational values, but what's more valuable is understanding your core values to drive your decision-making, drive the jobs you're going after, etc. So these bits of research only matter in the sense that we want to get to your core values, not have um, aspirational values and are pretty well 
summed that up where your core values come from basically zero to seven through to zero to 21. For this group, not so much of a matter for us to look at this other than to say our core values often come from our environment and the things around us. So if we grew up as samurai, you know, the laws around Bushido would have shaped who we are. Um, you know, if we were working with Marcus Aurelius and him taking over the world, we might have picked up virtues of stoicism. If we're raised as a Christian, we might have picked up some core values from there. Or, you know, maybe we believed in Zeus and so uh, we grew up in a time where discipline and hospitality were core values. So often Rob, our... I, Rob, I think you're missing um, the fastest growing religion in Australia being that of the... Um... <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. The Star, the Star Wars uh, phenomenon. Uh, yes. Um, they got it in, uh, oh, what is it That was called? in the last census. Yeah, it what was, is it called? You're right. Um, oh, I've been watching those movies as well. Star Wars. Um, and I'm a And I'm a uh, Jedi, which means I'm I, the way of the Force. The way it? of the Force. Something like that. Yeah. So actually, you're right. There might be every like <laughs> honesty, prudence, um, uh, discipline. Uh, I think. Uh, wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. All right. Uh, find the <laughs> Star Wars values. Note taken. Great feedback. Um, the key point is it comes from around us, and even movies will influence us, uh, and teacher sees things, especially from zero to seven. So that's a long version of saying why and what values are, where they've come from. We're going to do as suggested and start deep diving into a couple of activities. So not for now, but if I can be honest, I've repeated this process that we're about to go through. And in fact, both of you have done it for yourself and had some facilitation previously. Um, I've repeated this process a lot of times over the years. Uh, and so it's never wasted going through the process because often there's these different layers we break through. There's a different state we're in when we do it. Um, and so uh, the reason why I point that out is I also have a podcast version of this. So if you wanted to repeat this process after today, uh, there is also a podcast version of this to listen to that you could go back to and, and repeat the process as needed. What you'll do in a moment, not yet, but in a moment, is we'll start answering questions like, what's most important to you in the context of your career? So there's this concept of an unconscious barrier. What happens is we hit an unconscious barrier that stops us from getting to the deep stuff. So we are going to repeat the process we're going to go through a few times. So it may seem weird that I'm asking the same or similar questions of you uh, multiple times, but there is a purpose to doing that, which is to get to the unconscious answer. So note that we're about to go through a process that may or may not seem repetitive. So we have our conscious mind. And we have our unconscious mind. Zero to seven, you don't have this thing called the critical faculty. From seven onwards, 
you have what's called the critical faculty, which means if something doesn't match your unconscious beliefs, it's rejected. And so that's where the work comes into this next few moments. And that's why I'm going to repeat similar questions over and over again, is to get through those unconscious barriers and get to your core beliefs. So, so it might seem repetitive, but it's all for a purpose. The questions will sound something like, what's important to you in the context of your career? And we're going to push through those unconscious barriers. I assume both of you have a pen and paper and, yep. um, and or your laptop to do some writing. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use my stopwatch and we're going to do like three minutes of intense writing and um, and all I need you to do is to firstly listen to my question but also repeat the question in your mind as you're going. And as we sort of said at the start, don't think, just write. Um, so I'll set an alarm for three minutes and I want you to answer the question, what's most important to me in the context of my career? And I want you to write everything that comes to mind and keep writing for three minutes straight. Uh, even if you start repeating stuff, that's fine. Um, and in three minutes, I'm going to come back and we're going to ask a same but different question. Um, so ready, set, go. You might also find you want to write some sentences sentences are fine it might be something conceptual uh, uh, that's okay but just keep writing another strategy if you find yourself getting stuck is to look up the reason you would look up is you're accessing visual information um, and so looking up to connect or looking up and out and ask the question what's important to me in the context of my career so you've got a list Keep in that same state. Don't change your state. I want you to read through that list. Notice three or four things that you've said and ask if I had all those things that I can see right there, what else would be important to me in the context of my career? What else would I need in my career right now to mean I'm fulfilled, having fun, living the dream? What else, in addition to what's there, do you need? Another three minutes. Keep going. Reread your list. Ask the question, what else would I need? You can start with surface things as well. You know, it could be as simple as money. It could be as simple as friendship. Um, but whatever you write, the goal is to get deeper now. There might be things you expect from people and there might be things you expect to be able to give. What's important to you in the context of your career? And so it could be that you read the last three things you wrote down and say, if I had those things, what else would cause me to be fulfilled in work? If you had all those things there, what else would you need to have a fulfilling career? You've collected influence, you've got leadership, you're shaping outcomes, helping people, learning, you know, growing. What else would you need to have the most fulfilling career? Okie dokie. We can pause there. We're not done yet we still have to go deeper. And to get deeper, we're gonna try another angle. Um, and so keep the space that you've got going on and you might have questions, but we can save them for a moment because you're gonna go through a process. Um, and to do this process, uh, what we're gonna do is, you might need to sit there and close your eyes to do it. You don't have to, but you can. And it's all about remembering what motivates you. 
And so you don't need to read what's on the slide because I'll lead you through the process now. And so, not yet, but in a moment, you'll just sit back and drop your pen or pencil. And you might go inside and you might close your eyes. And I want you to right now, remember a specific time in your career or an incident where you felt totally motivated, totally motivated in the context of your career. You probably lost hours and hours and hours because you were just in the zone. And as you think about that time right now of total motivation, smashing out work, go back to that time in your mind as if you're right there now and think about what you saw hear what you heard, feel what you felt when you were feeling totally motivated. And then notice what's the feeling, what's the emotion that was present just prior to being totally motivated in your career. And so as you're there in that moment, seeing what you saw, hearing what you heard, feeling what you feel, Snap right back into now and take 60 seconds to just write down each feeling, emotion, thought that was in your mind when you were totally motivated, totally motivated in the context of your career. And as you look at the list you've just written down, I want you to notice, is there anything in there that's important to you in the context of your career? You know, of the things you just remembered, the things you just wrote down, is gratitude important? Is freedom important? You know, joy or nervousness, I don't know. Have a look at what you just wrote down and what you remembered. And if there's something there that's important to you in the context of your career, let's add it to the list of values. We're not done with our list yet, but is there anything else you need to add? Um, so a couple of side notes just to, to share with you guys to consider. There's a book called Flow by Milhai Mihai. Don't quote me on how to say that. But if you Google Flow, uh, and I think it's the psychology of optimal experience is the, is the tagline, that would be worth a read or a listen on Audible or something just because it talks about that flow state. And so wherever we create that flow state is where we experience um, – some of our best joy um, and it's somewhere in between uh, skills and complexity so if your skills match the complexity at the perfect point you get into flow but when your skills uh, exceed the complexity uh, you don't get joy or where the complexity exceeds your skill we find sadness depression frustration um, so flow would be worth checking out as a as a useful um, useful read in the context of you know values, joy, and work. The other thing I think is we'll get to this tight list of like five to twelve values. Um, it's always worth checking your values against the dictionary definition because sometimes we'll have a word come up that we think means a thing. But then when you check the different dictionary definition, it can often be different. And so, so I guess it's just it's a good litmus test for your understanding of a value and then your understanding of why you get what you get. So I definitely suggest a dictionary test um, 
of any values we end up with. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to have a chat about uh, breaking values. And so this is going to feed into um, feed into ultimately your values list, but also what would cause you to quit or leave. Now, excuse me, this is this is super critical in my opinion when it comes to working with a company or going to choose a new company or or starting your own, is if you know what your threshold values are you'll be in a position to know if where you're going matches you. And so learning that ability to conversationally elicit values is a, is a skill that we cover sort of in the operating stage of the framework, but it's a core part of, of nailing, finding that career you love or finding that job you love is knowing what will break your values. Um, and so basically what I want you to do is take 30 seconds read every single word you've written down or every single paragraph or sentence, read everything that you've got there and ask yourself the question, if all of these values were present in my career, is there anything that you would have to have happen that would cause you to quit, leave or change industries? Uh, and so what you're going to do is read through everything you've got and consider if all of this was present, what would cause me to quit, leave or change industries? And so just quickly thinking through it, all of that's there. I'm getting everything I want. What would cause me to quit, leave or change? And just write down a single word that describes the what would cause you. Not yet, but in a moment, we're going to ask the question for everything that comes up is there something that's important to you in the context of your career? So I'll give you an example to help shape your thinking. Uh, one of the things that just irks me is lying. And so the opposite of lying is truth, honesty, telling the truth, that sort of thing. And so then I ask myself the question, well, is telling the truth important to me in the context of my career? And if the answer is yes, I add that to my list of values. So I'm going to set an alarm. We'll take a minute and a half, write down every heading that would cause you to quit or leave. And you can use your current place of employment as a guide or somewhere you left that you hated. What would cause you to leave? A minute and a half, going now, write feverishly and furiously. And so almost done. 13 seconds. So you may have one of two things. You might have a list of things that would cause you to quit or you might have a list of things that would cause you to quit, leave or change careers and their relevant values. But what I want you to do now is go through your list of things that would cause you to leave and quit and just ask the question, is there a new positive value equivalent? So for me, no growth, boring, too easy, or just one gig, just one single job, uh, loss of influence. So the opposites might be uh, challenge, I need challenge, uh, boring, some fun, uh, no growth would mean learning. So, so have a read through 
the things that would cause you to quit and pick out are there any new values and then write that value adding it to your list and so what I'll do is we'll give it a minute 15 this time because you're getting better at the process so you've likely got some reasons to quit you've likely got some new values and I want you to ask the question if you were in a workplace where all of those issues occurred where you know you were bored, you were treated poorly, you weren't valued, people didn't care. If all those things happened to you, what would have to happen to cause you to stay? What would someone have to do that would result in you staying in that job, that would result in you staying in that career? The worst of the worst has happened, but you choose to stay because of one or two things. And right now, write down what are the one or two things that would have to happen that would let you or cause you to stay in that career. While you're thinking of those last couple of things, I'm just going to share a quick story about exactly that. Um, long, long time ago, I had a colleague uh, that uh, they would talk over, interrupt, get in front of, diminish the people around them, badmouth them to people, treat them like shit, uh, all for the purpose of progressing their own career to the detriment of everyone else. To the point where that person who I grew up with and, you know, served in the military with, uh, I would have considered no longer a friend. That person, years later, sent me and another friend of mine that they hurt a long email that basically acknowledged almost verbatim every mistake, everything that they had done to pursue their own ego and apologised for them. And it was that authentic, heart-connected apology that literally wiped away the years of shit and the years of hurt and pain because he'd done that work and understood who he was then and how he changed. And so that for me is an example of something that would have to happen between me and a colleague that would cause me to forgive something that was at the time unforgivable. And so really take that just extra 12 to 30 seconds to reflect what would have to happen to cause you to forgive any of those things because where I want you to end up right now or in a moment is knowing exactly what would really have to happen to cause you to leave. And there's only really going to be maybe one, maybe two things that would have to happen, but you really want to know what that one or two things is. So that way, without a doubt in your current career, something in your past or something in your future, you know that it's okay to quit because you've been done by the way that you don't accept. What I'm going to do, a bit of homework, is to grab out your resumes or go through LinkedIn and, and have a look at which of the jobs in your career did you almost quit or that you wanted to quit or that you did quit. And then do that reflective process where you step into your body, see what you heard, feel what you felt, and... 
and hear what you heard going on around you just before that feeling. And so if you do that activity, it, you know, the next time someone offers you a job or the next time you're in it, you'll know you'll have the triggers and you should hopefully never, ever have to use this. But then what you'll have is the opposite, which is what's a core value because it's in those moments often of tension that we are ready to create change. So I'll give that as homework because the benefits, are they're there if you understand the answer to that. So what we're going to do next is this is probably the harder part of the activity, but it can actually be quite quick, is you've got 10 points. I want you to go through and number your, I'll give you 12 actually, number the 12 most important values. So what that means specifically is just put a one next to 12. We're not going to do one to 12. It's just a one next to 12 because they're going to be the values you're going to focus on. Then we're going to order and sequence them. So you're just highlighting 12 critical values that you have to have. And so get, it seems tight, but you only get 60 seconds for this one because it's about what's at the core. And so go from the first thing you wrote down to the last thing and highlight 12. You can only have 12. Have you, uh, have you got 12? We're going to do one to seven. So I want you to go through that list of 12 and identify what's the number one most important thing. And once you've got number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, all the way up to seven. And so you're looking at it to say, well, okay, this is most important to me. Oh, you might need to swap some, but the outcome is you've marked one to seven, top seven values in highest order of priority to lowest order to the exclusion of everything else in your list. Just while you think on that list, um, I'll just share this list here, which is like, you know, if I go through everything I've done with you guys today, I can see about 70% of this stuff is still, it's still the same for me, right? I've done this activity a lot. And so authenticity, pragmatic, courage, family, fortitude, principled learning and honesty, these are like my core values for, for life and for career. And so what you, what you want to get to with your list of seven or 10 or whatever it is, do your threshold. You want, to, you want to make sure that you can have your list of values and you know what they are and what they mean to you. And so a useful tactic that will come into play when we do the purpose work next is take the values that you've just identified and I'm aware of time. So I'll chat to you guys about time in a second. If you've still got a few moments um, is I want you to take your values and I want you to write your little story and narrative that goes with each value. So if it's authenticity, what does that mean? If it's courage, what does that mean? And similar to the activity we talked about before, you also want to do a dictionary check for each word you've come up with. So you'll have your value, you'll have your story that goes with the value, and then you'll have a dictionary definition. Uh, and this is going to become probably the foundational 
useful tool that helps with purpose. It'll help with your personal brand. It will help with your ability to tell stories. It will help with your ability to communicate. It will help with your ability to elicit information from people. And I know that sounds like a massive pitch out of having a few stories. And so once you elaborate on your stories, you can use it for the purpose of metaphor development and metaphor communication. Where you tell a story that communicates who you are, a state you want to elicit from people, a reaction you try and elicit. And so having your little stories is useful for finding your values, but then it's applicable in so many other contexts. When we get to purpose, in those stories, this concept of standing up and telling the truth is present in the work I do. I stand up, I teach, I help people learn. I have the courage to put myself online or put myself out there. Your stories help uncover your purpose. So this activity that I'm giving you to go look through your list, write your story, check the dictionary, it's going to feed into the next work we do. And it's going to feed into some cool communication tools I'll teach you down the track. So before I change what we do next, are there any questions, queries, doubtful points, comments you want to make about the, your list of seven or anything that I've talked about so far? So this activity we've just done is directly applicable to doing with your partner and doing for yourself. So the concept of values and relationships and the, the process we've gone through should absolutely be applied to life. It could be to money. It could be to fun. It could be in the context of a relationship, right? So what's important to you in the context of your relationship? What's important to you in the context of your life? How does that relate to why is family on my list? Well, if I don't prioritise family, I'll lose it. Is family important to me? Absolutely. Where am I energised from? I'm energised from talking with my wife and jiving and coming up with ideas. Uh, and so that's how sort of family made it onto my list. It was also a consequence of not prioritising it as much as it is a consequence of it being a priority. Um, so, so you might find when we do the purpose activity, it's in the purpose activity there's a two or three things that we'll do that will likely elicit some other values that might challenge your list. I have a solid list because of years of repeating the process and I would suggest the same to you guys, like do this work we're doing but then go back and listen to something and, and you know, in a year, two years' time, redo it. See what the outcome has been of all the learning you're doing and, and see how you've changed. I'd also suggest going through this process we just went through and chip the context. We'll, we'll end it up there. And I think the answer to this question I'm hoping is yes for both of you. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so what we'll do next is we're going to go through purpose. We're going to find out what's your why and what your purpose is. So we will finish the next session and you will be able to articulate why you're here um, and, and what you're here to do. Uh, so that'll be the outcome of the next session. So if there's been ever any ambiguity or, or, or lack of surety, uh, I will make sure you know exactly why you're here and what you're here to do by the end of the next session. I love touching on the deal breakers and that reminds me of, of what things, if I ever come across them in my life, I'm actually okay to walk away from 
even though I might be hesitant. So to be conscious of what things that you won't permit, uh, that's really good. And I like uh, the extra step of saying, all right, what's the opposite of that? So how does that relate to a value? Because if you look at the opposite of that, that's something you value really highly. Mm. So I, th I think I'll use that tool whenever I encounter a situation I don't feel comfortable with and just know that I have that weapon up my sleeve that if, if this isn't going to sit well with my conscience, then I may as well just walk away now rather than live with the consequences. Recalling moments that motivate you and looking back like that actually really energised me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so just to close the session off, this is a part of monthly development sessions where we go through the success framework, a bunch of online content to support growth and uh, down the track an opportunity to invest in tools and techniques and, and training programs to, to double down on your skill set. This has been the success framework, part of the CEO of your career course. And that was the first session values within the analysis part of the framework.